Hey guys, great news. Thanks to our partner Beta, this week we're giving away Withings Body Plus Wi-Fi Smart Scales. This scale has high accuracy and full body composition. Body Plus includes coaches, rewards, and it automatically sends all of your data to the free HealthMate app. With tools at hand such as trend screens and nutrition tracking, the Withings Body Plus Wi-Fi Smart Scale is the perfect way for users to track and achieve their weight loss goals. Enter this week's giveaway at www.mission.org giveaway for a chance to win a free Withings Body Plus Wi-Fi Smart Scale. Or if you want to purchase, go directly to www.withings.com and enter Mission Daily 20 to get 20% off the Withings Body Plus Smart Scale. This code is only valid on withings.com or visit your nearby beta store. Welcome to Mission Daily. On today's episode, the mission team sits down with Callum O'Donnell, brand ambassador for Arbor Lore. Callum is responsible for the delivery of the Arbor Lore brand across the Silicon Valley region, with a special focus on bringing the company to leading tech firms and startups. On this episode, the mission team sits down with Callum to discuss the whiskey industry at large, how he is bringing Arbor Lore to market, and the mission team's favorite drinks of choice. Welcome to Mission Daily. I'm Ian Fizz on Chief Content Officer here at Mission.org. We are in studio with a rotating cast of characters. We have our VP of Operations, Albert. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? First time on the mic I know. for Albert. Steph, hey. how are you? Good, good. How's it going? And our special guest, Callum. What's going on? Hi. Here we go. <laughs> Ready to rock and roll. So we are going to be talking whiskey today. Before we get into that, I got to know. What is the difference between whiskey with just a Y versus whiskey with E-Y at the end? Great question to start, I suppose. The Irish say that the Scots were too cheap to pay for the extra space on the label. <laughs> That's um, so good. <laughs> they're not 100% sure. There's a bunch of theories as to why, but I won't get in too deep into that. won't kick out too much, but the best thing to know or the best thing to think about is that if the country has an E in the name, then the whiskey probably has an E. Ooh. Fantastic little thing. You know, if you're at the dinner, next time you're at the dinner table with your family, lads and lady, then you can whip that one out. So, for example, let's test it out. Canada, no E. Oh. Japan, no E. United States of America, E. Ireland, E. Scotland, no E. That is crazy. It's fantastic, isn't it? So, yeah. Tell it's us good. about really good. what your day to day is. Uh, what's well? What's your title? Are you so whiskey connoisseur? <laughs> no ambassador. Um, a brand ambassador. Yeah, brand ambassador. So I'm the Aberlour brand ambassador in Silicon Valley. There was two of us in the United States, and there's going to be three soon. Ooh. Uh, but we're just we're kind of going through a transition period at the moment because one of the lads that was uh, the lad that was in Chicago, he didn't get his visa extended. He couldn't get a visa. Crazy. Yeah, unfortunately. So um, his, his name was Alan Clark. Uh, and Alan was actually from, not not too far from Aberlour Distillery. He worked there growing up. So this guy was like the, he was the kingpin. You know, he knew everything or he knows everything rather about Aberlour. Um, and he was in Chicago and he was having a great time out there. So it's sad, but you know, the, the visa thing out here is so, so difficult. It's, yeah. I mean, everybody, you know, people are marrying each other to get green cards and all the rest of it. But, uh, he he couldn't stay, unfortunately. But I'm moving to Chicago. Yeah, so, so it's okay. We're going to have someone in that hub, the whiskey town. So tell us about Aberlour. How long um, has the distillery been around? So the distillery was founded in 1879. 
a guy called James Fleming. Um, I mean, do you guys drink whiskey? Like genuinely? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, that's probably the best place to start. You know, a lot of people, I see you've got some more, some single malts over there. That's great. Like one of the things that, so when I first moved out here, I was in the Dominican Republic before and I was selling, uh, I was being, a, I was a brand ambassador for Chivas Regal. Do you know Chivas? Mm-hmm. You know Chivas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people are like, oh yeah. No. Albert's in <laughs> Dominican all the time. Yeah. yeah well, but, you know, I travel around. I, know. I, I do get my around, thing. man. I get around, <laughs> you know. So I was out there and then last year, my, my current boss kind of reached out to me and he was like, look, you know, we're doing this thing with Aberlour. Uh, I kind of, I was on a graduate program before and they kind of sent my profile to my new boss and he was like, yeah, it looks good. We had a couple of interviews and the idea was basically that he wanted to kind of change the game and, and the concept of things. So um, rather than being in Miami and New York and Los Angeles and, and pushing whiskey there, he was like, I want to go somewhere where people are like changing the world, you know, uh, building, innovating, you know, um, changing the things around them and, and building technology, whatever it is. And so he was like, well, where there's literally nowhere better in the world to do that than, than in Silicon Valley. You know, there's so many startups here, so many tech companies. People are always like creating the next best thing, you know, um, and things change so quickly out here, you know? So he was like, let's let's try something out there. So what we've been doing the last year is we've been doing tastings in, in, in offices, um, you know, the big, the big massive tech giants and the startups and all that kind of stuff, going into their offices and talking about whiskey. Now, the reason for that was that when... When you go into these offices, you go into, you know, your Googles and your tech giants, everybody has a bottle of something on their desk, whether it's rum, uh, whether it's vodka, or 99% of the time, it's a bottle of single malt scotch, you know? Um, And so we are slowly but surely turning ourselves into that, like, go-to on the desk, you know? Which is crazy because I think back in the day, you know, when whiskey kind of first arrived out here in, in, in the US, like, or Scotch, at least back in the early 1900s, you know, with these massive whiskey brands, it was all about like cities and like the metropolitan areas. But now, you know, people that live in Silicon Valley, they've got this kind of appreciation for high quality stuff. And with Aberlo especially, you know, it's so competitively priced and it's like, and you'll find out it's very, very easy to drink. You know, I think people are like taken to it. And that's kind of the reason that we're out here, you know? And Aberlour specifically, I think, obviously, like I said, it was founded in 1879. This guy, James Fleming, he was a, a, a grain merchant, you know, um, and he built a distillery. He also built a, um, the, uh, like a, a bridge, the Penny Bridge, which is still there today, you know, back in the late 1800s. And this guy kind of believed in, his, his motto was let the deed show, which in today's English would probably be, or we've, we've translated it to actions speaking louder than words or living louder than words, you know, and that kind of ties in for us the whole thing out here in Silicon Valley. What do you guys drink? What do you drink? Wine. During the whiskey <laughs> tasting, that's how Camus told me what I wanted because I told him what kind of wine I liked and he red. was like, oh, you'll like this one. Okay, reds. Yeah. So, okay, so I've got literally the thing for you. <laughs> so, I would say mostly I drink, I'd say bourbon probably. Yeah, that probably like bullet, stuff like that. Yeah. That's the majority of Living stuff. in North Carolina, bourbon. Bourbon is, yeah. the, I would say, the preferred liquor of choice. So, Japanese whiskey is my thing. So, well, that's fantastic because I'll tell you why. Takatsuro was the guy that came over to Scotland in 1919 and he interned, or I say interned. Takatsuro came over in 1919 to Scotland um, and he basically interned and learned from all the Scottish distilleries. Uh, and then he went back in 1924 
And I think he opened, I uh, can't remember what one it was first, but I think it was Yamazaki. And so like that, that kind of, if you like it, launched it, set the precedent for Japanese whiskies. And people are always like nowadays, like, oh, I love Japanese whiskey. And I'm like, good, because it was made in the Scottish single malt style. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you got to be careful because people get pretty defensive about, about their tastes of, of scotch and, and their tastes of whiskey in general, you know, so. Yeah. But yeah, Japanese whiskey is fantastic. I, I've really been getting into bourbon, you know. I've really been enjoying it. So I think it's fantastic. Um, but I mean, you guys have got this one here. It's a space side as well. And Aberlour is a space site. So space is obviously the region in Scotland, um, in the north of Scotland, where, you know, the majority of good or the majority of famous single malts come from. Um, and that's where Aberlour is from. It's from the heart of space site. And I think no matter what I do in my life, you know, even if I'm on like a cocktail thing or like I love I'm really starting to get wine now especially living out here I always come back to it you know um, and I think if you're a bourbon guy I've got something for you as well so I actually brought I brought three today you know I brought uh, obviously the 12 the Abuna Abuna Matata and then I brought this which is quite interesting uh, this is um, whiskey that's been matured in she- like Oloroso sherry casks mm. so exclusively I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to it but this is just going to be kind of like a good way to kind of taste you know, a bunch of different things. This one's going to be your one, if you like Oki Reds. Curiously, what does it take to, so you obviously bring and sample Abelard to different groups. Mm-hmm. What what does it take for a group to get, to have you come on? Does they have to be a business? Do they have no, to be a just party? Call like, me. Really? Yeah. Like, it, it, so you would as... do it for me and my bros. We're going to Chicago September 30th. <laughs> <laughs> We'd do a more private one. In fact, we'd probably do one at a bar. I'd probably be like, ah, These are some on. high net worth cats, so. I think the hardest thing out here, honestly, was when I first moved out here, people didn't understand that, like, this was, I would do this for free. Mm-hmm. You know, Aberlour, we were talking about, not for free, you know, we obviously it's, we go in there and it's a trade-off, you know, we sure. want to we want to trade that knowledge and that education of, of a whiskey, like Aberlour, um, for, you know, and we, we would trade that so people learn about the whiskey and stuff and we would give you, to teach you about it, we would give you the whiskey and we'd give you some food as well, obviously, because, you know, yeah, got to look after you. Like if someone's listening, they're like, oh my God, I'd love to do a whiskey tasting in my office and they can reach out, you know, it's no problem. Really? We All would right. do it, you know, and that, and that's something that we are committed to, you know, this is, this area specifically, Silicon Valley, we are committed to this area uh, and Chicago as well. We call them wind markets for us, you know, they're places that we're like, right, let's rock and roll. Let's try some whiskey, guys. All right, let's do it. Let's whip the whiskey out. So scotch, I think a lot of people talk about scotch and they and they think that it's it's smoky, right? You know, it tastes like an ashtray. Sometimes people say ninety uh, percent of the scotch, however, so that's actually a misconception because ninety percent of the scotch that's produced isn't smoky. It's like you mm. know, this one specifically, Aberlour is like kind of rich and fruity, you know, and some citrus flavors there as well. And this this region that I was talking about, Speyside, today we're going to taste uh, the Aberlour Twelve and the Abuna. These both of these two whiskies are incredible. Um, the the Aberlour twelve year old you'll find it for around between forty and fifty dollars. The Abuna you get it for like between seventy and eighty around here. The twelve obviously when we say twelve years old with Scotch that means that it's been in, in the barrel for a minimum of twelve years. Mm. Okay, and what's kind of cool about the three the first three age statements of Aberlour the twelve the sixteen and the eighteen is that they're all double cast matured. That means that we're using two different barrel types to mature the whiskey. We have ex-bourbon barrels and also we use Oloroso Sherry barrels. Um, so Sherry right now is making a massive comeback, but it's always kind of been something within, well, the last kind of 40, 50 years, it's been something that Scotch has kind of really relied heavily on to give like a lot of kind of deep flavors, that spice, 
uh, dark fruits, you know, that kind of thing. And so we'll we'll see a little bit of everything when we when we taste through. But we'll start off with uh, start with the twelve year old. Also, for our listeners who want to follow along, you could use hashtag louder than words. Yeah, because... or you can actually tag us actually uh, if you're on Instagram or um, on Facebook and stuff like that. You can tag us at Aberlour, A B E R L O U R underscore U S. We're going to try the twelve first. The twelve is a great great way to like start your whiskey introduction if you like. And this is a single malt as well. So a lot of people get confused. I was talking about Shivas Real actually earlier. That's a great kind of example. This is single malt. So this is, comes from just the one distillery and it's 100% malted barley. Um, so barley is this grain that grows in abundance in Scotland. Aberlour sources all of its barley within 50 miles of the distillery. It's very like local kind of program, if you like. That's and cool. Yeah. I mean, I think what's what's great is that nowadays you know people are really getting into this craft idea craft beers and a lot of people are talking about craft gins and all this yeah. kind of stuff Aberlour has always been craft you know it's been it's very very local and just because it was founded in 1879 doesn't mean that it's not craft you know the people that are from the town still work in the distillery you know there's third third generation stillmen in there um and everything we source is local you know the water there's the Birkenbush spring which we it like flows off Ben Rinnis, which is one of the mountains in the back of Aberlour. And all the barley, like I say, is sourced from within 50 miles of the distillery. So it's a very, very local thing, you know. Uh, and it's got that craft feel to it. But obviously when it's a massive, massive single malt, you know, we sell hundreds of thousands of cases every year. People are like, oh, it's not craft. It's not, it's not small enough, you know. But what I'll do is I'll pass this, pass this over to you. In fact, I'll, shall I have a wee taste first just to make sure it's yeah, not it's, poisonous? Yeah, it's got it. I mean... So when you're, when you're tasting whiskey, I think the most important thing is that you smell it first, you know, especially if you want to appreciate it. Obviously, you know, if you're in your house and you've, you've drank this whiskey a hundred times, then you don't need to do that. But the nose of a whiskey will tell you a lot about it, you know, and this one specifically, it's quite light and citrusy. Okay. And that comes from the fact that we're using these two different barrels, ex-bourbon barrels, especially it's got that kind of lightness, this vanilla, honey, sweetness, and then a citrus flavor. What did you guys think anyway? Oh, it's delightful. That was amazing. Yeah, it was very smooth. Yeah. So the 12 is the kind of the, do you want to, do you want to at I least have a nose? It oh, smells great. Nose? Yeah. It is, it is it smells a little way sweet. smoother yeah. than I would have thought. Yeah. I think one of the things about this bottle of whiskey that people are so surprised with. And now when, so, if, if I'm doing a sampling, okay, so yeah. today um, we're going to be at Verizon Media. Okay, and then afterwards we're doing. A, I'm doing an event. It's forty leaders under forty. They're doing an awards event down in San Jose. And whenever people turn up to my my table, you know, if I'm sampling there and I'm saying, "Hey, like the Sabrelar, you know, uh, single malt, double cast matured, ex bourbon barrels, all also sherry barrels," I always let them try the sixteen first, the sixteen year old. Okay, but the twelve, I think, really kind of appeals to American the American palate because. It has that lightness in the citrus feel that bourbon has, but it doesn't have the heat. Mm, yeah. So it doesn't have that same, like, I don't want to say burn because it's not a burn, but a lot of bourbon, when you drink it, it has a little bit of heat there. Yeah. And you have to kind of add some water to get rid of it. A lot of people are always saying to me, oh, yeah, I always, I always, you know, add water to my scotch. I think that the, twi- the Aberlour 12, the, the 16, and the 18, these don't need it, you know, they don't need what it. What about ice? Is that like not acceptable? I mean, to be honest, we say Aberlour stance is just that. You drink whiskey however you want it. You know? Okay. If you buy a bottle of eighteen and you want it, I mean, I don't, I don't recommend this. But if you, you know, drown it in water or you add something else, Coke, 
you know ew I'm, no, yes. no, no i'm just saying like what because i've noticed that it's being served uh you know at room temp so yeah. i didn't know if it's so, considered sacrilegious to put well, ice in it i think that the thing to realize is that ice dilutes it but also you drop the temperature of something you actually lose flavor mm-hmm. like, when was the last yeah. time you drank uh, a glass of red wine with a bunch of ice in it never never why right. because you have more flavor at room temperature how about this considering that you're not uh, quite drinking yet how about this watch this so what we're going to do put your hand out can I have your glass so talking about that sweetness okay just what we're going to do is we're going to pour just the tiniest drop of whiskey I'm having whiskey poured into my hand right now yeah Okay, now rub your hands together. Okay, now smell your hands. Nice and sweet. Yeah, so that's actually what malted barley smells like. You smell it? Oh, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. It smells so good. So for those at home, if you do have a bottle of scotch nearby, hopefully it's a bottle of Aberlour, pour just a tiny, tiny wee drop onto your hand, rub them together, and you'll get that malted barley sweetness comes will through. I, will I have like a sticky residue afterward? It doesn't feel sticky to me. No, it's, it's not it sticky now. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. If, if you do, just, you know, rub, rub your jeans a wee bit. But yeah, that's that's something that always amazes people because they're always, oh, what's what's you know what does malted barley actually taste like? You know, yeah. is it sweet? Is it sour? Whatever. It's very very sweet. Um, and rubbing your hands together like that, you're rubbing off the alcohol basically, and you can smell that grain coming through. Now, the interesting <clears> thing is that if we use peat, which is a moss, to dry the barley, so what happens to make whiskey? To just give you a quick rundown, we cultivate this barley. You know, we'll sow the barley, bring it in, and we've got tons and tons and tons of it. What we'll do is we'll then fire the barley, uh, we'll steep it, okay? We'll steep it in, in a, I say fire, but we'll put it into a, a, basically a ton of water and we'll steep it. And when it starts to germinate, it starts to grow these little roots and then we'll pull it out and dry it. There's two ways you can dry it. First one is in a kiln. The second one is with peat, which is like a moss. And now that's the kind of where scotch splits. The first one with a kiln, you'll get that sweet, rich, floral, fruity flavor. The other side of that is with the peat, it's just the moss, you'll get smoky flavors. Mm. So if you have a smoky whiskey, it's because they used peat in the process, uh, you know, to, to dry the barley and it will go all the way through the whiskey, um, which is cool because it kind of all comes back to this, like using the land and being craft and all that stuff. So peat grows almost in abundance on the islands of Scotland and the region. So if we're talking about those regions before, we talked a little bit about Speyside, you know, Hyperlowers in the heart of Speyside. But then there's also the region Isla, or it, it's written Islay, I-S-L-A-Y. And um, and on Isla... My daughter's name. Isla. Yep. Yeah. It's a popular oh, so name nice. now, without go. the Y. So, yeah, so the, the, this kind of smoky stuff grows, the peat grows in abundance in Scotland. So, uh, and especially on these islands. So that's kind of why, uh, that's kind of why they used it to dry the barley in the first place. But, so you, you, you rub your hands, you know, and you'll get those two flavours and you'll know which one is which. This is the Abuna. Please don't try it just yet. The Abuna in Gaelic, Scots Gaelic, means original or of the origin. And this whiskey was made as a kind of throwback in the late 1990s to what whiskey was like in the 1800s. This one, remember when I talked about the 12 year, the, the Aberlour 12 year old? And I said that it was um, double cask matured. So using ex bourbon barrels and all also sherry barrels. This one doesn't have ex bourbon in it because back in the 1800s in Scotland, there, was, there wasn't an abundance of bourbon barrels. This, so it's exclusively matured in Oloroso sherry barrels. So it's a lot spicier than the 12. Now, the other thing as well is it's an original, the, this kind of original idea, it's cast strength, so it's 120 proof. And it's also non-chill filtered, which is quite interesting. Now, non-chill filtration is kind of cool because it means that for 
majority of whiskey, what we do is we pass it through a carbon filter about 1.4 degrees centigrade. And when we pass it through this filter, it gets rid of all these kind of oils and esters. These oils and esters give you this beautiful oily mouthfeel. Now, a lot of people, if we, when they have that, and if we don't chill filter it, then you can kind of get a wee bit of sediment in the glass, in the bottle. Mm. And people that don't really know their whiskey, they think, oh, it's it's off or it's past its sell by date. But really, it's just non-chill filtered. Okay, and that's these kind of heavier oils and esters, like I say. So this is all of those things. It's also small batch, which means that every few months we'll release a new batch. Uh, and this is batch 64 that we're trying today, 59.9% um, ABV. And so every few months we'll release this new batch and it'll kind of change. It'll either be a little bit higher or lower in alcohol percentage. And also it might taste a little bit different. It might feel a little bit different. So this one has this deep, dark fruit flavor. That's why I was thinking you said like you like these kind of oakier, earthier yep. uh, flavors. This is definitely there. It's very spicy. It's very, very spicy. It's got this kind of peppery cinnamon spice to it. What I suggest with this one is that before you actually drink it, is you just touch it to your lips um, and it kind of just gets you ready for what's happening. Uh, if another thing as well that I suggest is like pouring a wee dash of water in there, just because the water will bring the alcohol content down a little bit and you'll get more of those flavours. The Abuna, this one specifically, um, this Aberlour, it has this cult following, you know, people are so into it you know people will buy the different batches and they'll compare them and say oh well you know i love batch 38 i've got batch 50 at home i've got batch 57 58 i noticed the label it looks like it's handwritten is that is that it's accurate not, i mean yeah it, it's got that that effect but it's not you know. gotcha but that's the this, num- this, that's the this number signet- yeah so this is the batch 64 here gotcha um but this this guy here uh this signature on the bottle guy called graham Cruikshank. he's the master distiller he was actually out in silicon valley He's responsible for one of the world's best single, or in my opinion, one of the world's best single malts, you know? And this guy is like, he's so humble, you know? He he he, he was mentioning about how one of the main reasons that he likes, loves going to work is that these people like live and breathe the craft, you know, the stillman, they live and breathe the craft. And that was the first thing he mentioned to me when he was talking about uh, Aberlour, you know? Yeah. And I was like, he's flown all the way over from Scotland to talk basically about what he does for the brand and everybody asking him like that he never like not once did he say like oh you know I've, I've been doing this for such and such a time unless someone specifically asked him the first place he always went was talking about the town and talking about how good the distillery was and majority of the time he was talking about how important the stillmen were you know which is cool which is really, really cool because I think sometimes especially nowadays with alcohol these guys become celebrities you know yeah. um, mm-hmm. you see some of the big bourbon brands in the United States these like the 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 blenders or the distillers, the master blender, master distiller, they, they become celebrities like that, you know? And it's it's scary. It's scary. But Graham was he's from Keith, which is this tiny wee town in the north of Scotland. Um, very famous because it's got the distillery Strathyla there. Strathyla's like the heart, if you like, of Shivas Regal. And Graham's from there. And he actually has a little radio show. I wish I'd I wish I'd known that you guys were here. I would have brought him along. So I added a few drops of water into mine and like it's it's totally a different changes different experience yeah i think um the abuna is so it's just a lot of people say that they like the smoky flavors of scotch and obviously aberlour none of our barley's been dried with the peat so a lot of people are like oh you know i'm more into the the smoky stuff you give them a glass of this and they're like okay i can get on board because it's such a 
powerful flavor. That's um, yeah. And I think that's why people like the smokiness because they're like, oh, I want something that's going to change my life, you know? And and the Buna does that. Do you ever have a bad customer experience? Like when you do these tastings, do people get mad at you? No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> Super I, positive I have, all the time. I, man, that's the incredible thing about it. Like with Chivas, when I worked for Chivas, there was the occasional person who was like, oh, I don't like this and whatever. Yeah. Whiskey's an incredible thing because I always like to say out here that we're not a start, we're a slow up. Like whiskey has never sold more than it has now. Like, yep. do you know how many barrels that are maturing in Scotland right now? 25 million. There's 5 million people in the country. Five times more barrels than there are people. Talk about priorities, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you know? That's why it's the best place for whiskey, right? This job has so much respect and tradition and honor in it because this is Scot like this is Scotland's gift to the world, if you like. You know, yeah. we've been Scotch has been this thing that people worship for years. I mean, CEOs, even nowadays, CEOs will celebrate with some Scotch. Good sure. Scotch. You go back fifty years, if you watch Mad Men, which is obviously yeah. about just after the war and it's about advertisement and all this stuff, you know, Don Draper, the king of the king. Like this, these guys were drinking scotch, man. Back in the fifties and the sixties, they were they would be like, okay, we need uh, we want to we want to drink a Glenlivet, like eighteen or twelve or fifteen or whatever it was, you know. And it's like it's properly an honor to do that, man. You know, and to be representing the brand out here, it's fantastic. It's it's super cool. Callum, it's been awesome, man. This has been great. We got to have you back next time you're back in town. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mission Daily and all of our podcasts are created with love by our team at mission.org. We own and operate a network of podcasts and a brand and story studio designed to accelerate learning. Our clients include companies like Salesforce, they're a customer times five, Twilio, and Katera who work with us because we produce results. To learn more and get our case studies, check out mission.org slash studios. If you're tired of media and news that promotes fear, uncertainty, and doubt, And if you want an antidote to all that chaos, you're at the right place. Subscribe here and to our daily newsletter at mission.org. Each morning, you'll get a newsletter that will help you start your morning and your day off right. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.